Tiny Box Academy. Welcome everybody. This is a new format of Tiny Box Dialogues. These videos were started to share expertise in bite-sized pieces with real examples from real people with real stories. I've invited Laura Schulte to join me as we have two incredible experts and double the trouble means we need two moderators. So we have two fantastic experts who are about to share some real insights into how to decide if a data center infrastructure is right for your organization. First, we have Maria Jose Perea Marquez. She has spent more than 20 years in multinational companies in the financial services sector. And now she helps organizations to explore unmet needs being enabled by digitization. Second, we have Dr. Martin Wilderer, an internationally experienced CEO, venture builder, board advisor, who aims to increase positive impact through innovation and entrepreneurship. But Laura, we always start with the backstories. Back and today we get to have two. So I work with innovation leaders and we, we build the, the story of their vision, the chapter of where they want to go next. And we talk about superpowers that get us there. And when we always have to start though in the backstory, what is it that's driving us to lead to this, this place in the future that we believe is better? And so like every superhero, innovation leaders always have a backstory and I can't wait to hear yours. Thank you very much, Laura. Um, and um, so as um, Raj introduced me, um, I have spent most of my life in financial services, although very much also in the interdisciplinary um, part of um, using technology with financial services, using energy with financial services. And um, the reason why I did this was because I was almost changing roles and changing my, my scope of work every two to three years. And uh, that was a little bit limiting when I was in the corporate world. So that was also then the reason why I, why I left the corporate world intentionally to do what I wanted to do with a certain change pace in, um, in my own company. That was the reason why I found it also with other two business friends, um, another company where we are typically looking at tipping points by when technology can be commercialized. And that's something which I'm getting very excited about to find exactly the sweet spot by when a new technology is able to be commercialized so that an unmet need, as you just said, Raj, can be met where um, customers are being delighted. And of course, also for companies, um, they're finding again the sweet spot um, in the market environment and getting relevant again. Thank you, Laura. That's uh, uh, that looking out into the future for us and realizing when there's an opportunity, getting the risks out of the way like superheroes do. So, um, and I, I know you're excited about this. And another backstory next we have Martin. And um, could you share yours with us? Sure. Um, uh, I am twofold passionate. One is about innovation. Um, I think I fall into the category of early adopters. You can very easily uh, excite me with, with new technology, with, it, with development, with ideas. Um, and the other part is sustainability and really from an angle of, of business as, as force for good. And, and that really goes back to very early in my career where I, I started in a, in a short gig with a company where I completely could not relate to the, the product. Mm. Um, and I realized, you know, I, I have to buy into that. I have to believe in it. We all spend our majority of our time at the work desk. Um, there's hassles everywhere, but if you know why you're doing it and what the purpose behind that is, it just feels so much better. So I started in clean tech, um, 
spent uh, 10 years in China uh, building companies. That's where I built my first little little data center. And since uh, the last 10 years- Is such a it, thing? <laughs> it is. And, in, and since the last 10 years, really working with impact investors, uh, which is wonderful because it's investment to early stage companies, building them up and, and, and that touches the excitement of, you know, the new, but also uh, the, you know, working on some of our grand challenges of the time. So very, very rewarding. Excellent. Thank you, Martin. And some people say you wear your heart on your sleeve, but you wear your sustainability on your lapel pin. So that's very good. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, that's the UN SDG symbol for uh, the 17 United Nations Sustainability Development Goals. Um, well now, spotted. Yeah. <laughs> now let's kick off the content for today. Um, I'm going to let Laura take over with the questioning, but I wanted to say, I mean, digital transformation is one of the world's most prominent trends. And when I looked up the statistics on this, Internet users worldwide are said to reach 5.3 billion people. That's 66% of the population by 2023. Now, we've just had a new year, so that's next year. And that's compared to 3.9 billion, 50% of the population in 2018. What does that mean? Data, data, data. Every time we use Spotify, Netflix, Slack, Google, digital centers are said to be the future backbone of our digital world. And that's what we want to discuss today. And Laura, I'm going to let you kick us off with starting simple. <laughs> That's it. That's the uh, the first the first question is, what is a data center? This is um, Maria Jose. Could you give us a description? Of course. So a data center is first and foremost a building. It's a place where you, of course, it's a place where you where you put together all the um, computing equipment to have a central computing center, basically. Um, and um, what started as, an, as a data storage center becomes more and more an information processing center. And now we are talking about really some, some um, interesting examples which can be found also in the high performance computing where you are trying to basically have a lot of intelligence in your end devices and your distributed devices. For that you need, of course, the, the access to, to data and to data centers so that you can process all this information. Okay, so the data center is the building where this is collected and then what is it collected in? in, in, in... Sure, let me make an example. I think it's, a, it's the best to start like this. So, um, I mean, um, I personally had the experience to get um, a very, very clear picture of what exponential growth in computing power really means. Mm -hmm. And it was back then in 2003 when I was part of an investment banking division within the bank that um, a, a decision was taken to change the technology how portfolio calculations are being done. Portfolio calculations are one of the typical examples how to use data centers, and I will explain you why. Um, so the decision was taken basically from the business leadership to, um, to set up a, what is called a high performance computing cluster. So, which is nothing else than um, then many, many CPUs being connected in parallel so that you can shoot this cluster with simulation tasks, with calculation tasks in parallel and reduce the entire calculation time. Mm -hmm. And those clusters are being organized in data centers. Back then in 2003, such a cluster, which was one of the most, one of the, um, of the first um, clusters for commercial use, um, this cluster was then hosted in a data center on premise. Today, you will do this by simply um, charging data center providers with high performance computing power. Mm 
And just to, to let the numbers speak, the reduction in calculation time was from more than one hour to calculate an entire portfolio before the project to less than five minutes after the cluster was installed with more than 5,000 nodes. So starting with 150 over 2,500 till 5,000 in less than two years. That was for me growth in exponential computing technology. One of the good things is we're all familiar now with what growth exponential growth looks like. Exactly. <laughs> You've seen it. So you were talking a little bit too about what the role of a data center is. And that, that example, it gave you an opportunity to do a different kind, much, much faster portfolio calculations. What can you tell us today? What kind of a role does a data center play? Today, the use cases are a little bit more different. Uh, today, the use cases are getting, uh, going more and more into the situation that we want to have at least very, very low latency. So everywhere, especially in the consumer um, environment, we want to have um, um, fast access to data, fast access to intelligent devices. Mm -hmm. So that requires a very, very low latency, not just a computing power. And in the B2B or in, let's say, other use cases where safety is important, where fast reaction is important, low latency is also important. So whereas in the past, near time and real time access was important for data center to provide, Today, it's additionally low latency. And this does mean that the use cases are adding up to very, very high computation power, which are then being hosted in data centers. Okay, so we're talking e-commerce, communications, storage, this is online gaming, all of these things where we want really fast power. Exactly. And then can you put this um, in perspective for listeners? What level of data are we talking about? We all know gigabyte is cool. But what level are we discussing? We're talking about, we are talking already about exabyte. Um, so that is, I don't know, 10 times, um, uh, a 10 exponential, I don't know how many figures already um, from gigabyte, but just to put this in, in, into um, a context, one exabyte is more or less 36 years <laughs> of, um, of um, high definition video, um, um, video clips. So that's what more or less one exabyte might be, um, might be amounting to. Okay, that, that's a lot of data. Uh, well, presumably, so we also have to develop and use tools to help us delete a lot of this data. Surely it's not all useful data. So will data centers become full data centers, uh, service centers? Maybe Martin, you could answer this for us. Absolutely. I mean, there, there is an involvement also more from the, the company perspective. You know, at, at the beginning, you run your, your computer under your desk, uh, then down in the basement. Uh, they have increased. Uh, you realize that you need some professional housing, so you move them to a, a professional center. You realize actually you don't need to do the cabling and, and touching the, the hardware anymore. And that's how the, the services uh, start increasing. Mm -hmm. to, I guess, now predominantly what we talk call the cloud. And, mm -hmm. and the cloud is not somewhere in the sky. It's, it's a bunch of computers in a, in a, in a high-tech building. Um, and uh, now we're moving more and more into applications um, and you know, the processes. So from a company's perspective, it's, it's really um, uh, don't waste your time to trying to figure out how to build a, the physical infrastructure you do need to understand your business, your processes, um, but uh, the rest is where application can help and uh, give you more and more full scope support. Okay, interesting. So 
Now, you were a venture capitalist who has experience in impact investing. I guess the question I have is, what impact does this have on social or environmental impact? I mean, like you say, cloud, a lot of people who don't know cloud do think it is in the sky somewhere. Um, it is a physical place. It has a, a real impact. So alongside the financial return of having such a data center, what is our impact here? Because I was reading an article recently about how the Europe is actually leading the way in data centers, but there's a big concern about the environmental impact of that. Absolutely. Um, I mean, just to give you a flavor, data centers are measured in the amount of power the IT needs, mm -hmm. and that's in megawatt. Uh, so 10 megawatt by now is not even big anymore. We're talking about data centers with 100 megawatt plus. Uh, electric power very quickly translates into CO2. Um, and that's the number is only referring to the IT load plus the whole facility, which uh, is around it, cooling the computers, dealing with uh, the, the, the change from electric to thermal power. So uh, enormous footprint um, cities like Frankfurt um, are having 20% of the electric consumption going into data centers. So they're a massive user on a global scale and hence uh, they're of course with countries looking at their CO2 balance uh, instantly getting attraction. Um, uh, a common way to deal with it is obviously think about renewable but uh, if you think of, of a 10 megawatt data center you're talking about 20 football fields full of solar so this is very quickly so big so I wonder sometimes how some of the claims of, of the data center providers translate into real green power or is it just certificates and, and sort of buying their free conscious free so it's a massive issue which uh, i think governments industry but now also increasingly companies are looking into okay um sorry laura you had something to add on that uh, piece yeah, yeah i wanted to ask um you know i think i I know that there's this power uh, aspect of data centers. And yet I also know from some of the research I've done looking at supply chains, what is the overall footprint of a supply chain? You can only get that. You can only really understand the footprint of a, of a product or, or an activity if you know the full supply chain. And that's extensive and dependent on data. So, is that a plus? Do we do we like we like data, right? The environment, figuring out the environment, we need data anyway, don't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can only manage what you measure, and and this is where the entire I mean ESG uh, attempt is coming from, quantifying that impact and providing investors, but also managers, uh, sort of a guide. Where should you focus? Where should you look into? Now, at this stage, that data is only captured very rudimentary. So one always has to take the numbers with a bit of grain of salt, but I guess what they're still doing is give you the, the big sort of, I always call it the 80-20 rule. Where is uh, the few pieces which will throw up the, the biggest footprint and that helps you focus and, and uh, drive your attention. Okay, so in, in talking about that, the only way you can figure that out is if you know your own data and you can measure what you're doing. And so what we were talking about, what can a data center do for, for business? So that's one aspect. How do you see data centers being important to business? What, what role can they play in the future of, of business and business growth? Is that from Maria Jose? That one's Maria Jose. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. yeah, so um, 
Um, I mean, if we are just looking at the use cases um, and if we are looking at, um, at the expectations of customers, and it does, that does nothing to do with only B2B or B2C, um, the expectations are, are definitely rising in terms of much more usage of digital technologies. We are acting much more online. So the whole, um, as you said also earlier, the whole e-commerce and marketplace businesses are almost to, to a very, very high extent already digital. And um, that does mean that when you're looking also at the web technologies, they started by, by simply processing information, getting transactional and now getting to experiences. And that does consume definitely a lot of software and a lot of data, enabling all these ecosystems and business models, which of course had a certain focus in the past on B2C, but are now getting more and more into the B2B place where end to end, you need to understand, okay, what is, this, what is the customer expectation and how are you collecting the right data to deliver an individual expertise and experience for the customer? And that does mean that um, data centers are getting as an, as an important solid base, as an infrastructure already, where you can host all this um, technical equipment in a way that, that the individualized path of a business execution can be delivered in front of the customer and delight the customer. Fantastic, thank you, Maria Jose. Uh, this question is actually from the audience and it's for both of you. Um, so Maria Jose, why don't you start since you were uh, talking about the impact of data centers within the company. What expertise is required to run a data center infrastructure? So we can talk about energy, technology, finance, complex IT, but really it sure. kind of requires all of it, doesn't it? Sure, sure. So um, from an organizational view, um, we need to go a little bit back in the past and, and data, data center were belonging in the past more um, to the IT infrastructure part of, of organizations, which were in the past and still are cost centers. And cost centers tends to be somehow squeezed um, regarding um, costs so that they need to be outsourced or, or somehow transferred to other parties in the whole community in, in order to just be cost efficient. And that needs to change in order to understand how the technology stack what data centers belonging to um, are building the business success here. So what is needed here is to understand and also from a business leadership perspective, but also from every single employee, what technology do I need to be successful in, in the business? That requires in a change in an operating model so that processes can be adapted, that people are skilled, upskilled in a way to understand the digital um, impact in their businesses and also from a governance perspective that the leadership is taking the right decisions on a, let's say, on a tech-savvy um, education they are having then. Well, where do you start with that? Uh, Martin, I'd love for you to jump in and Laura, by all means, um, because that seems to, like, you almost need the strategy first, clearly. So yes. where do you start with that? Is it that you look at the data first and then determine, like, you know, I... I guess that's the question that a lot of people are going to have in our audience when they listen to this after the recording as well. So when you're starting an operating model design, it's always to look at, first of all, at the actual and the current capabilities of an organization and whether, whether there is already a possibility to harvest the data which is existing by utilizing 
um, um, certain components, certain products, and also ideally by cyber smart using, um, using user data as well. And by building a data ecosystem already on top of that, um, that might be a good starting point. Afterwards, then you can then definitely look at your, your um, technology stack, try to modernize it. Of course, the cloud migration is part of it. And then build on top of that, then further um, improvements on the process landscape and also on the organizational structure. And Martin, would you add anything to that? Or do you agree? <laughs> I, I would say differentiate, and, and I'm just building on what Maria already said, but uh, differentiating on one, are you talking about the company, the user, where it's very much your, your journey of digitization and, and, and building that digital mindset in, in, your, in your business plan, which that part you really have to know what drives your business and how can you uh, live from digitization. The infrastructure part is something you really don't have to bother about anymore. And you will probably not be able to do that in an economic way because the world is changing so fast that uh, it is uh, completely ineconomic actually to, to have that in-house. And from an investor perspective, um, uh, there are very different data centers around from, from co-location sort of offering square meters to cloud or, or sort of more the high performance compute and they have different models. And I think there you really have to know what you're investing into, what class are you wanting to invest into? And there again, since the technology is changing so fast, where are those technology jumps and is your data center, which is usually built for something like a 30 year timeline ready and future proof to go the next step otherwise you might be investing into a ruin so it, is this something that you um I know, maria jose we have talked before about how you like this interdisciplinary aspect to come in and have people throughout the company when you talk about upskilling your staff to be kind of data fluent and martin i think with your background in innovation, I'm guessing you probably agree. I'd like to get you guys arguing about something, but I might not be able to here. <laughs> Where, what do you, what do you actually have to have? Is it only the people in the data center that now get to kind of go out and evangelize out into other parts of the of the organization? I would always advocate, as you know, for the for an interdisciplinary mindset. So, and basically, the domains I'm seeing here are definitely technology, finance, and and energy. And just also to to emphasize what what Martin said earlier regarding regarding the the footprint of of data centers, um, and of course I also somehow would um, advocate for the tech industry being one of the most um, important buyers of renewable energy, but mainly also to to somehow um, calm down the conscience. And by the way, in two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen, they increase. The, um, the amount of renewable energy being bought by them from two, um, 2.5 gigawatt to more than 10 gigawatt in 2019. So that's a really remarkable figure where energy um, domain skills are important also to understand how data center business needs to be delivered towards a customer to have the overall um, sustainable view on how um, data center business is being perceived and also in the community and in the society. Um, I'm just going to jump in. We've got six minutes left, and I do want you both to have time to give us your core takeaways with this session so that people can 
start to implement low-hanging fruit right away. But uh, you spoke about purpose right there. And I guess I just want, Martin, did you want to add something to that um, before I go into the aspirational messages? This whole That's idea of purpose. No, I mean, that fits to the, the message. And if, if you want me to, to, to kick off, uh, just, just a little bit of fun facts. Um, uh, the, the average German, whatever that is, uh, is, is kicking 12 tons of CO2 out per year, of which um, uh, 7% is on ICT. So your mobile phone, um, the whole service you're using, and 2% uh, actually go down on the data centers themselves. So everybody, every one of us is somewhat connected to that. And even more little fun fact, uh, 11 gram only goes to backups in the cloud stuff probably never ever look at. Um, okay. <laughs> 26 gram on searches you're conducting. So I guess the, the message is we are uh, impacting through our IT usage, uh, the environment directly or indirectly. And uh, as a company, I would say, you know, um, the world is moving so fast. It is getting so complex. Get yourself professionals to do the job. Um, uh, focus on, uh, on your processes, your business models, um, and be aware in the selection of your supplier that uh, you're leaving a very big footprint. That's an excellent takeaway message. Thank you, Martin. A bit shocking, I must say, 2%, and that's just on Google searches. So every time I look up what's a data center, that means it's been adding to my footprint. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maria Jose, did you want to share some thoughts from your end? And then, Laura, I'm going to have you jump in from an external standpoint and view. <laughs> sure. So um, I would still go that um, data centers are somehow a backbone for digital business models. And um, and one of the uh, most cited um, sentences I'm always repeating is that technology determines future business success. Um, and uh, I, th I think um, the example I brought up is a quite good one to really reduce calculation times significantly as a competitive advantage. So that's point number one. Point number two, if you're taking data centers as a critical infrastructure, they might even enjoy a high security and protection level, which might then also attract um, traditional infrastructure investors um, because they're of course seeking for new, for new yields. So that might be also an interesting case to, to further pursue. Other investors may also to emerge from the private sector. However, companies um, may become more reluctant to do on-premise data center. However, they want to govern via shareholding. So that might be also an interesting case um, here as a message. Um, and uh, finally, um, one of the most important things which I'm seeing here is also that digital use cases are definitely based on the on the um, ability to understand how to monetize data, to use software and to monetize data. So that's how I would like to summarize what we have been talking today about, uh, to, um, um, about today, sorry. So that means you could be taking that cost center and turning it into a revenue generating center? Exactly. If you can that's do it in a sustainable way, that seems to be the core part of the message, um, any last thoughts from Martin? Any last thoughts? Additions to Maria Jose? <laughs> I think the, the point too about the switch uh, attracting investors who used to invest in infrastructure and some of these things are 
are disappearing with um, uh, virtual business. And um, I mean, I don't know if you're going to take someone who used to invest in bridges and now they're going to invest in a different kind of infrastructure, which is a data center. Is that possible? Yes, of course, because that's exactly you brought a very, very good point up um, now finally here is that um, we may not need um, so much physical assets anymore, also not in the infrastructure space. So that might be really the case. We may not need that many toll roads um, anymore. We may not need that many park houses anymore if we are going more into autonomous systems, if we are going more into autonomous vehicles, right? Those are demanding, of course, fast access to data centers and computer centers, and um, which might then be the, the next data um, um, infrastructure then of, of, of target for investors. Excellent. Thank you so much to both of you. We wrapped it up almost within exactly 30 minutes. Fantastic. So there you have it. Data is a large part of life. It's only increasing. It's not going away. We individually have a huge impact on data centers, whether we know it or not. Um, and I love the statement of technology determines future business success. I think that's a great one to go out on. Um, we will, thanks for joining us, whoever, everybody who is on board here. And the video will be shared on YouTube and Spotify. And I'll also be sharing the links on how you can contact or follow both of these wonderful experts so thanks very much for joining us and thanks to the experts and thank you laura for taking over with the questions my pleasure thank you thank you thank bye. you bye. <laughs> thank you martin bye tiny box academy for more information visit us at tinybox.academy